The COVID-19 pandemic has affected the world in a variety of different ways over the past year. But thanks to the hard work of doctors and scientists, there is finally a light at the end of the tunnel. The COVID vaccine has been a hot topic for debate, particularly in the US. There are questions about its side effects, its effectiveness, and even if one brand of vaccine is better than the other. To find the answers to these questions and more, I spoke with someone very familiar with the topic. My name is Adam Brady. I'm an infectious disease specialist here at Samaritan Health Services based in Corvallis. Um, I uh, am the uh, chair of our coronavirus task force, which has been meeting over the past, I don't know, since early 2020 um, to coordinate our response to COVID-19 across uh, Lynn Bent and Lincoln counties. The first question that people bring up about the vaccine is, does it actually work? In getting the vaccine, will you be protected against this virus? The answer to that question isn't an easy one, but the benefits by far outweigh the drawbacks. No vaccine is 100% effective. I think it's important to know. Um, so, you know, some people getting COVID-19 after the vaccine is to be expected. But these vaccines, on the other hand, are extremely effective in preventing. So you're 95% less likely to get COVID-19 if you've been vaccinated than if you haven't. So, you know, we can't guarantee it uh, that you won't get COVID-19. Um, but it's very, very unlikely you do. And if you happen to get COVID-19, it would be much less severe uh, of an infection um, than you would norm normally. You know, to date, the, the CDC has just reported only around 9,000 cases of COVID-19 amongst, you know, nearly 90 million people being fully vaccinated. So again, you know, when the, this country is still reporting, uh, or when the state of Oregon is reporting 700 cases a day, again, you know, very few people who have been vaccinated are getting uh, sick with COVID-19. But what about the effects of getting the vaccine? Some people report little to no symptoms, while others have been hit by a whole range of side effects. Just like any vaccine, you know, there, there is expected to be some side effects. And, and I almost try not to use the word side effects. It's more your body's response to the vaccine and, you know, your, your building immunity. So most common, you know, anytime you have a needle put into your arm, there's pain in that area that, that can last for a couple of days. Um, some people get uh, flu-like symptoms like fevers, chills, um, you know, uh, muscle aches, uh, headache. Those usually tend to go away after a couple of days. And, you know, the second dose of the Pfizer-Moderna vaccines those can be a little bit more severe than, than the first. But, you know, usually th that means your body's sort of ramping up into high gear and, and making antibodies against COVID-19. So um, that's it's actually a good thing. And, you know, unlike COVID-19, these completely go away within a day or two and respond very well to things like Tylenol. Along with any virus can come variants. As viruses spread, they constantly change and mutate into different things. This has the potential to cause problems with vaccines if the mutations go unwatched. But Dr. Brady has good news about that. The most common variant now, or the most common virus period is, is the B117 or the UK variant. It's the most common here in Oregon and, and across the country now. And lots of studies of, of the currently available vaccine show that it's very effective. Again, most places around the country, cases of, of COVID-19 are falling despite this. And there's real world studies in Israel where, you know, most of the virus was B117 and they did a very good job of, with the Pfizer vaccine and, you know, got things under control. So I don't have concern with the current variants that are in the United States. Um, I, the vaccine will be very effective for that. Just in case the, the vaccine companies are sort of developing booster, you know, formulations that have, you know, maybe uh, more activity against variants and those have been shown to be promising as well. You know, I'm not convinced they'll be needed. It's, it's unknown if they'll be needed now, but it's nice to have just in, just in case. Um, so 
again, you know, the, the virus, the variants that are around here, uh, the, the vaccines are been, haven't taken care of them very well. The term herd immunity gets thrown around a lot, but a lot of people don't actually know what that means. Can the vaccine help us reach that immunity? And if so, how long could that take? Herd immunity is basically a phenomenon where enough people develop immunity, whether it be from a vaccine or from getting the infection itself, um, that the virus can't spread. So, you know, I always liken it to, say, you know, if we develop herd immunity as a, say, a state or a county, maybe in Benton County, that means that with the current variants, that means that 85% of people will either have to become vaccinated or, or, or get an infection with COVID-19. And then what I always think of is then, you know, if you reach that threshold and somebody flies in from out of state or out of the country with COVID-19, you know, they'll get they'll get sick. But, you know, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be able to transmit COVID-19, but there'll be very other few people who would be able to get it and then pass it on. So it will just sort of die out. Um, so, you know, 85 percent is a pretty lofty goal also. But, you know, I, I think what people people don't understand is or, or maybe would, would overlook is. It's not an all or nothing thing. It's not like we, you know, this vaccine's not going to work unless we get herd immunity. As you get closer to that level, less and less people will be able to transmit it and we'll have lower and lower cases. So again, it's been in the news lately that herd immunity might not be achievable because of vaccine hesitancy. And, you know, 85% is a, is a pretty high number as well. But that doesn't mean that we can really damp down cases and, and get this thing under control before then. With wider spread availability to the COVID vaccine, especially in the U.S., a sense of pride has come along for the different brands. There are three main brands in the U.S., Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. But is there really any difference between them? You know, not not, not hugely, no. You know, the, the Pfizer vaccine and Moderna vaccines both use similar technology. Again, they're, they're a little bit different dosing schedules. You get uh, two, three weeks apart for Pfizer and two, four weeks apart for Moderna. But, but those ones are, are both very effective and, uh, you know, very, very similar uh, yeah, for, for juicing immunity and, and preventing severe disease. Um, the Johnson Johnson vaccine is a little bit different because it's a single dose. It's a different, you know, it doesn't use mRNA technology. It's an adenovirus, uh, adenoviral vector vaccine. Um, you know, it has maybe a little bit less side effects, um, and but still protects very well against severe disease and hospitalization. So again, you know, there, there's some concerns about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine in young women with, with blood clots, and that, that led to a pause, which has now been lifted by CDC and FDA. So, you know, there is a little bit of a, there, there are some nuances with Johnson & Johnson now, uh, but especially between Pfizer and Moderna, there, there's essentially no difference. In the state of Oregon, anyone over the age of 12 can now get the vaccine. For anyone who may be struggling to decide if they want it or not, Dr. Brady has a few words of advice. I think if you're on the fence, from COVID, from getting the COVID-19 vaccine, I, I'd encourage you to consider getting it for a couple of reasons. You know, one, even if you're not at high risk for getting, you know, severe symptoms from COVID-19, um, it's, it's you can almost be assured that you won't get severe COVID-19 that would land you into the hospital or, or take you out for, you know, weeks at a time or die for COVID-19. You're very unlikely to transmit it to somebody else that either you live with or, or family members and, uh, you know, a potential high risk people as well. Uh, and then, you know, there, there's a syndrome called long COVID where, you know, even if you're young and healthy, if you get COVID-19, you know, we've had some patients that have lingering, you know, trouble breathing, maybe they can't, can't smell for, for months on end, you know, things can, you know, and it likely protects against things like that as well. So I think it does, ha it does have benefits. And again, it, it's more of a, a short term, like I mentioned, you know, I felt pretty bad after my second vaccine dose for a day or two, but 
you know, I, I took some Tylenol. I was still able to go to the grocery store. And then, you know, unlike a real infection, you're, you're back to normal and, you know, protected against COVID-19. So, you know, I think if you're on the fence, um, the, these vaccines have been proven to be safe. The, the side effects are short-lived and short-lasting, and, and you'll be left with uh, immunity going forward. Misinformation has been rampant in the United States since even before COVID. It has come down to a lack of trust and a growing divide in the nation. But when it comes to misinformation about COVID, the consequences can be dire. Getting information that is up-to-date and accurate is essential for everyone's safety. So knowing where to go for that information is just as crucial. Honestly, you know, re reaching out to someone you respect in the healthcare field, um, you know, I, I know people have a hard time, you know, trusting government websites, the CDC and, you know, elsewhere, but, you know, th there is really good information there. But, you know, someone, someone you know, that, that you trust, it, it can be really helpful. You know, trying to stay off things like Facebook and, you know, um, Facebook and Twitter, you know, there, there are, there is good information there, but it's hard to weed out from bad information as well. So I, you know, I trust the, the CDC guidance. I trust things that come out from Benton County, everything, you know, I look at it all the time and, you know, it, it's, it's good information. Um, but, you know, again, talking to, if you have a question and you're not sure, you know, querying friends on the internet's probably not the best way to get the answer. Um, you know, so if you have someone that you trust or that's in the medical community, uh, I think that's the best way. Uh, just, you know, for example, over 91, I think it's maybe 92 percent now of all doctors, that's uh, doctors and clinicians uh, at Samaritan have been vaccinated and were vaccinated real early on, I think, you know, December. So, you know, I think, you know, when, when you talk to people who who sort of are, are doing this for a living and, you know, it depends, you know, talking that has impacts on their families and you know say for example my family you know there there's no question about the safety of, a, of these vaccines but um there, like you mentioned there's a lot of information out misinformation out there that really clouds the picture so just trying to find trusted sources of information and if you're not sure you know asking someone who, who works in the field uh, for verification on it i don't want to sound preachy but getting the covid vaccine is important that's the bottom line not just for yourself, but for everyone around you as well. So if you're still on the fence about getting the vaccine, just go get it. The sooner more people are vaccinated, the sooner we can go back to living the way we used to, and the sooner we could put COVID behind us once and for all.